Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Do you want to find out how to get funded to build a game in one of the world's largest metaverses, if you want to call it that? Duncan Campbell is currently the content acquisition member for Roblox, the community expansion team, a division of the developer relations responsible for the growth of both uh, developers and user communities. He's been in the games industry for over a decade with experiences and partnerships in content, marketing, media, community management, and development, having worked at companies such as EA, Ubisoft, and HEC Vive, and more. Now he's helping run the Games Fund at Roblox, a program with $25 million in funding to support developers and studios with their quest to build the next generation of experiences on the platform, a direct effort in publishing the boundaries of the metaverse. So without further delay, I'd like to welcome Duncan. Hey, hey. thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. I do. I'm stoked to get you here, man. I, I really enjoyed your, your, your talk and, and like the perspectives and everything that you had when we were, uh, when we met at the awe conference, right? The augmented world expo conference. Um, it was great, man. So I, I was super inspired. I love what you guys are doing over there. So I just figured get on the podcast, have a chat with you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was uh, it was a great panel discussion at, at AWE, and I was uh, fortunate to meet you. And I'm uh, happy to be here. Cool, brother. Yeah. yeah. And you were you were a little under the weather, right? Was that what happened? I was after the conference. I think you know it was a pretty packed conference, as you well know. And I I got COVID shortly after that, so I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. But it was pretty mild. Got over it in a few days. Yeah, you and me both, fine. man. You and me both. I got hit. I got never had COVID before. I got hit oh. the first time at the conference, and I was like just recovering. And then I hit up a couple of other people there, and they're like, "Hey, man, I'll talk to you later." I got COVID. I was like, "Man, that thing just mm. it got everybody right." But yeah. we're we're here, we're alive, and you know, uh, generally speaking, uh, with a lot of this metaverse stuff, um, you know, online immersive internet kind of things, for the most part, we're pretty safe. Yeah, you know, you know it's a yeah. pretty safe place. Exactly. Um, I would love you to kind of set the stage because uh, for, I think, a lot of people, especially people that, you know, are maybe a little bit older in the space or whatever it is, they may not really understand what Roblox is as a as a thing thing, right? Uh, could you kind of just set the stage a little bit to just kind of describe a bit of uh, how you would define Roblox as? Yeah, of course. In fact, it's almost easier to say uh, kind of what Roblox isn't. A lot of the time... I hear people calling Roblox a game. It's like, yeah. oh, I've, or like I've like I've not played Roblox before. Like, like it's a single experience. But what people have to understand is that it's millions of experiences. It's everything from like a small gathering where you're your friends, or like massive, you know, first-person shooters or pet simulators or obstacle courses. All all these other things. So it's really like a place where you can have a core identity. And then bring that identity in and out of all these, like virtually anything you want. So, you know, we're regarded as a metaverse company and it's true because there's virtually, you can do practically anything. And that, that's only going to become more real as time goes on with their efforts in education, eventually work and definitely play. So, yeah, Roblox is a place where you could enjoy the metaverse and do virtually anything you want. Yeah, I think that because when I say that, there's, there's there's different groups that that like claim the flag, right? And there's virtual mm. reality people say, well, it has to be immersive, right? You have to have oh. a headset on. Then the crypto community is like, well, there has to be decentralized that stuff. It's like, okay, 
but really it's like if you're talking about a thing that's got millions of experiences there's so much development going on there right and it is really the the workhorse is this enthusiasm for uh young people to be able and a lot of the demographics is young to be able to go in and create and share and participate there's a, a crazy economy i feel like you're you're like one half game engine one half marketplace one half mm. like social experience and i don't like it's a very interesting um system that you've put in place yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like every other metaverse has their kind of angle and, and definition about it. But it's my opinion that the metaverse is, is one place and we're all kind of just pointing towards it. But it kind of can come across as like, this is going to be really cheesy, but like the, the Anchorman kind of fight where all the different yeah. channels are kind of... <laughs> uh, so this it's Spanish like everyone's... Coming in. It's like, it's all TV, right? And I think in this case, it's it's kind of like, I don't know what interoperability is going to look like or how all of these metaverses kind of connect or yeah. or overlap or anything like that. But so, yeah, we're all kind of... Meme. Yeah. I really want someone... I could see that in my head. Please, somebody... Meme. <laughs> of that I've, yeah i've got photoshop skills maybe i'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll tackle that after we're done um but yeah well it's beautiful to see that and, and you can tell like the journey i mean i'd love to get just a little bit of your journey too um leading up to this because i mean you you do have a, a background with htc vive and other things and can you talk yeah. to me what what led you um to being the you know the the head of the acquisition management for roblox yeah so you know like my my career has always been in games there was a bit where I was kind of doing something non-gaming related, but I've kept the story of my career linear and, you know, making sense, right? Like I never, I haven't pivoted necessarily. Everything's all kind of added up to where I am today. And most recently before Roblox being an HTC Vive, you know, this was like the most exciting thing I could do in games, like virtual reality and like working at a company who is, you know, got such a reputation that HTC Vive has and working on an immensely cool part of the platform. And so when the opportunity came to kind of come to Roblox, I had to really think like, well, this could be the kind of the coolest thing that I could be doing, like working on the, on the frontier of like the metaverse and like, mm -hmm. you know, particularly on a team that's like um, on the developer relations team at Roblox, which is just like a really, really solid team doing such cool things like, my team exists because the game fund exists and we're, you know, funding projects and things to push the platform and age up the audience. And I've said to myself before, I'm like, I, I probably have one of the coolest, uh, most rewarding jobs in games right now. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Uh, a couple of things of that one HGC vibe, you may or may not know him. Jason Ray. <laughs> You know oh yeah. yeah jason's great yeah, yeah. yeah. love jason. jason i haven't spoken to him in a few months but he's he's great it's been a bit man he's he's an old friend of mine um you know nice. I, i've known him way back in the day um and uh you know we've had some relationships because i did some development over there and uh yeah hmm. he's uh, you know he, he looks really good these days he's really fit and um oh uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> it's, good, it's good it's good to see him and it, it's it's been a, a minute but um i don't know if he works at htc anymore he doesn't yeah. no he moved on and um yeah, there, there was there were some, you know, the pandemic, uh, through the pandemic, there were some reductions of the yeah. staff and uh, my, my team had survived. I'm not sure exactly when Jason left, but yeah, he's, he's not there anymore. I mean, he's he's on to other things, but I think he's still within the virtual reality space to some degree. 
Yeah. I, and I I'd love to catch up with him actually. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. I love Jason, man. This is, there's certain people that you see in the industry. It's funny. Like when you go and you make friends with someone at a conference or whatever, and you don't see them for a while. And then you come back and like, you see an old friend. That's why I was so excited. Like the odd conference, you come across yeah. like old friends, like Jason rain, like, Hey buddy, how you doing? You know, you just, yeah. <laughs> just rolling I, dice though. Sometimes. I know. I love it too. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm certain it's not, you know, specific to our industry, but it's mm -hmm. definitely, you know, a part of like the work that we do and like you could, the smallest connection can kind of turn into, you know, something fruitful later on, or just like, you know, lifelong friendships, colleagues I've had, um, particularly in my previous career roles, or even just very small interactions that have turned into kind of like business related, you know, opportunities. Like I love that so much about our industry. And that's a big part of what I do. I, I establish and maintain a lot of relationships. I create new ones and yeah, it's so much fun for me. That's great. And one of the best things about our industry is like the, you know, the, 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 you know, the verb to play, right? Everyone's like playing. There's like, there's work that gets done, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you're, you're playing games. You had an amazing thing you're talking about. One of <laughs> your favorite games oh. experiences. Yes. And I have, uh, hold on. Um, yeah. it's I, cause I, I, I didn't have the name yeah. when I did the panel. Sure. Um, so as you're looking, called, up, yeah. you're, you're, you're looking it up right now, I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but I'm gonna have you unpack it, but he said it. And I think when a lot of people think about making experiences for the metaverse or whatever you want to call it, they're like, I'm going to make the grandest thing ever. It's going to be the yeah. new thing. <laughs> and that's, what's going to get everybody to love it because it's gonna be so big and so amazing. And that's not always the case. Right. And so, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. And sorry to interrupt. I, yeah, uh, I found it. It's called anyone could be struck by lightning at any time. That's the name. Now you would never really name something like that if you were publishing to PC or mobile or something like that. And, um, but it's, it's one of my favorite experiences. Uh, absolutely. And you just kind of go into it. There's like a little Island. It's fully raining, the thunderstorming and you, will get struck by lightning and it's just one of those simple it's almost kind of like an art piece more than it is anything else there's no monetization in there there's no retention or progression or anything like that but it just speaks to the breadth of things you could do in you know the metaverse and particularly on roblox yeah publishing is super easy building on roblox is super easy to so to make something small and silly that just people enjoy is like really really low friction so that's absolutely one of my favorite experiences yeah, what I love about it is like, yeah, there's very little friction from the development uh, with that to actually being a publish on the ecosystem to be able to have that thing get ported out, you know, because of it, it's inside its own ecosystem. You can go mm -hmm. from creating, you know, it's like it's like if 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 Unity and Apple and Android and PC all got together and had a baby <laughs> that came from the internet and it was born of cat videos and kids. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it is. But it's amazing because that's the thing is I know as a, as a developer, you got to take that, you know, you know, the port things to iOS and the, and the update systems and how long it takes to be able to change things and iterations. You have a very low barrier of friction, which I think is actually very appealing as a developer. I don't know on your side of it, what what makes it appealing for developers? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the stuff you get out of the box, right? The social, the the distribution because of the nature of our platform, you can create something in Roblox Studio, which is the software where you actually create things, mm -hmm. experiences, and then hit publish. And then within 15 minutes, you're on PC, tablet, mobile, 
console. And so it's pretty crazy um, how quickly you can iterate and then make things available to users too. It's not like you have to make this whole polished big experience and whatnot. You could go public pre-alphas pre if you really wanted to engage your audience and kind of like, you know, build something from there. And that's, that's super special about Roblox. And I, I really, really love that. Well, it's, yeah. And what's interesting now is that you, I think, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but like for me, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm late, I'm like late thirties, almost in the forties areas right here. And I think we try to adapt you know, there's a point where if you're younger, you're quicker to adapt to technology. You're quicker to pick it up. You're quicker to be open to it. You're quicker to expand it. And we kind of get kind of like, I can speak for myself, get solidified in a certain area, right? And I have to be like, oh, well, that's that's just for kids. That TikTok and Roblox, it's just for kids, right? But if if you could just speak a little bit to the scope of Roblox and how it's not just for kids because of X, Y, and Z, I would love for you to, to uh, expand the possibilities in people's minds. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, I think a lot of the time the sentiment that follows Roblox is that it is for kids. They kind of see the blocky avatars or like the simple uh, games and they think, oh, that's just that's for that's for kids. But like a part of why my job exists is to convince people that it's not it's not true. And the, the tech behind the studio and the platform is evolving every single day. And like we're green lighting projects right now that are pushing all the tech that's available, physics based rendering, all these kinds of things. And um, yeah, it's, it's the opportunity to come to the platform is right now. So um, yeah. That's beautiful. And, and let's talk about a couple of uh, uh, brands or things that got into mm. the space that are a bit uncommon that would make you kind of shift the mindset of what's possible or who's going into the space. Yeah, so you're seeing a lot of kind of big brand partnerships happen with the platform and that's that's really great you have like ALO yoga spotify island nike land all these kind of other things that are just kind of you know proving that the opportunity to come to roblox is right now and that it's great and what my team is doing is we're trying to we're trying to get like triple i triple a studios to consider and come to the platform and to to kind of demystify the opportunity to change perceptions and things like that so um i can I can't necessarily say which partnerships we're working sure. on right now because some of them are still kind of being executed. But I can I can say that um, there are some really exciting Greenland projects coming down the pipe that um, uh, I can circle back with you on. But yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's really great. And um, yeah, so these these AAA studios and these and these partners of ours are realizing how many people are on the platform, all the things that can be done to increase the quality with you know, little or smaller investment than you would typically do on PC or, or even mobile. And so, yeah, that makes it really exciting. Uh, two pieces of that, you know, how many, so real quick questions is how many people are currently on the platform, your, your, you know, monthly active users or whatever, whatever stats you have around that. So they understand the scope of the, of uh, Roblox. Yeah, I think uh, the last time I saw monthly actives, it was over 250 million or something like that. But I can say, um, more accurately, that daily active users are around 55 million. So it's just, it's my favorite stat because I'm just like, are you joking? Me? That's so crazy. And it, it benefits the overall metaverse that we're kind of flat first, yeah. you know, because honestly, there's going to be plenty of people to see this who are more like on the VR, AR yeah. side, XR side that are just like, yeah. okay, well, great. 
um, when is Roblox going to be? <clears throat> pardon me in uh, in VR. And the answer to that is soon. I mean, yeah. when you step out of the the kind of like the VR world into kind of like the flat or you know metaverse kind of part that we are our flat version of the metaverse part. Yeah. Um, it makes the VR pool seem super small and the VR pool isn't necessarily that small, but um, it's higher friction. Right. And so I think within the next year or so, I'm not really exactly sure yeah. more and more uh, VR devices are going to be compatible, compatible with our platform as a result of the work we're doing specifically for it. There's, there are experiences on the platform right now that you can play in VR and there yeah. are users that we're connected with who are making insane stuff. Um, but it's, it's more, it's kind of like, it's not like necessarily like an official kind of thing. But that's how it goes, especially in the, the VR space. I mean, from what I've seen, right. Cause I've been in, I've been in VR for about a decade, right. There was nothing, mm. there was no ecosystem. There was oh. sneaker nets. There was mailing USBs to people to go rate games. Like, <laughs> like that's like, that's what it was like for a while. Right. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even like three, it was 2019 or so like Oculus had no, marketplace right there's no marketplace or anything and then now they do like a billion dollars in revenue which is a couple of years later right it's crazy so the rate of evolution for these for these th to, to make a space and to see that this is where i mean roblox is where a lot of eyeballs are and you're going to come out with this new thing you kind of want to be where the, the the puck's going kind of thing and, <laughs> you know yes it's it's super fascinating and then uh looking at it from the perspective talk me through just a little bit like What's your like day to day thing like when it's like so if if there is a studio out there triple A AAA or or just like this indie studio or someone that that wants to bring something to it how do they approach you what does it look like do they dox you on the internet or what is it what does it really look like for you for them to 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 walk you through and um and uh, and uh, start that relationship with you yeah I will fully make my LinkedIn available to anyone who seriously wants to pursue coming to the platform big or small studio. Yeah. I think whether we fund the project or the studio or not i can help I can helpfully articulate that it is still worthwhile to come to the platform. The fund really exists to specifically seize opportunities that wouldn't otherwise happen on their own. And so I'd be happy to connect with anybody that had just a general idea on a napkin. We can turn that into a formalized pitch deck and then we can bring that through our green light process. And then let's see if at the various stages we can be fully approved to move things forward. There are some official posts about the game fund and the structure of which it kind of operates, but the floor of our funding is like half a million like 500,000. So if someone's like, oh, I have this project idea and it's it's worth like 300,000, for example, I'd be like, well, maybe it's not the scope or the scale that we're necessarily looking for. We're like, we're really looking for bigger projects that, you know, wouldn't necessarily otherwise happen. And so, um, and somewhere there's a ceiling as well. Yeah. But, you know, I think as a starting point, that's that's a really healthy place to to begin. And again, I'd be happy to connect with anybody because that's, awesome. that's my job. And so, and that's one of the sweeter parts about my job is I get to basically entertain pitch decks all day. <laughs> so it's pretty great. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing too, to see things from ideation to actual experience that people can have fun with, right? And that, and to help that happen, right? You're, I mean, you're making, you know, imagination reality, which is super cool as a, as a place to be, you know, and the have i don't know has anybody gone through like the, the funding that you've done are there ones that you've already funded that are actually out the gate and live that you can talk about at all or not yet 
Yes, absolutely. And thank you for asking. Basically, some of the earlier projects we funded are on the platform already in early stages. They'll hit their official full launches probably September, October, November. And then there'll be a steady cadence as we've been greenlighting and as projects kind of been getting into production. But um, a few off the top of my head would be Riotfall. Um, And maybe I can give you links afterwards or something like that. Um, That's a first-person shooter. And the alpha that's available on the platform is indicative of kind of where it's going. But behind the scenes, the level of detail, the, you know, the gameplay and everything like that is similar to, you know, to things in, you would see on console. So that's really exciting. And there are a couple other ones like uh, Neon Knights, which is kind of like a roguelite. So it's kind of similar to your kind of like Hades and things like that. And then thirdly, there's another game called Winds of Fortune, which is more of like your Sea of Thieves, kind of like seafaring adventure. Um, but, uh, all of these games are, and all these projects are meant to kind of do again, do things that otherwise wouldn't happen on their own. Like I said, there's, there's so many studios, big and small already on the platform who are pushing the boundaries and who are creating experiences. So we're trying to, you know, offer more into the ecosystem to push it even further than that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, those sound great. I mean, Hades is an incredible game. Um, oh, yeah. It's such a, it, it, you know, it grabbed me for a while and I had to, I had to put it down and walk away. Usually when you die, you're like, okay, I'm done for the night. I'm going to call it. I'm going to go away and we're going we're gonna to wipe it out. But that, that, that's beautiful because there was, there was a depth with the, the narrative design inside there for all the actual back and forth with the, NPC, the NPCs and all that fun stuff. Like, So that's really cool that you're getting games like that out there. Um, is there a... A common mistake or something that often happens when people approach you or something advice you'd get you see like common happen that you would give advice to somebody um you know before they approach you yeah i'd say one of the first things that comes to mind where it's just like hey well this works good on roblox let's do that it's actually not necessarily a selling point because like well you know what there's actually like a dozen groups who are working on that genre already Mm -hmm. um if you're here to sell like an obstacle course or like a pet simulator or tycoon or something like that. Those games crush on Roblox, but that's also, but they're also plentiful and they're varied. And it's not like us investing in those kinds of opportunities are really going to like diversify or like push the envelope or things like that, because the core audience is very keen and aware of what works and those things work really well. So this is an opportunity for developers not only to come to the platform or even for on-platform developers to kind of like take things to the next level, but to do things a little bit differently. And mm. again, that's what kind of what we're here to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, as, as people go through this, um, and by the way, if you uh, just let you know, sh- please share the show notes or the, 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 the list of those games again, I'll put them inside the show notes. So anybody that's listening, they can go to the, they can go to uh, the here's a rally website, go inside of there. Um, and they go to the bottom of the link with the show notes below uh, uh, Duncan's um, bio. There'll be actually all the data there. So please feel free just in case people are trying to take notes or rewind this, or whatever you want to make it easily available for people to go and have access to that. So just want to, yeah throw that out there while while we're talking about any other relative uh notes going through it um for you know right now you're talking about so these these games that aren't necessarily on the platform but they're ones that are are really pushing the boundaries of what's possible and things interest are there anything in terms of genres or any fields like you know you said okay not tycoon not this and things are there are there ones that you are actively looking for 
that you're interested in that piques your interest or is it just anything that really uh, a dev team studio AAA studio is passionate about you know we haven't necessarily had a super specific science to the pursuit of of any specific genre yeah. but we have leveraged a lot of our my and my team has leveraged a lot of our existing relationships and otherwise to pick out studios who we think would be a good fit for the platform, even just as a partner. Mm -hmm. And then if they have existing IP, for example, that they could bring to Roblox, amazing. Or if they have new IP that they're working on, amazing. So it really has been an interesting path of discovery. And the more projects that we've greenlit, the more kind of genres we've satisfied, and that the further we get into the fund, the more like well, maybe we need an experience like this or maybe like, cause we, we've greenlit uh, to date, probably three uh, diversified kind of like first person shooters. We have some asymmetrical horror games in there. And so it's like, we're kind of satisfied on those. I was like, what, what gaps are we missing now? And so that's kind of what we're trying to dig into as we're getting through the later stages of the fun. Got it. Okay. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, just can you talk to me just a little bit because i think this is i think this is fascinating like how do you how did roblox get started like what kicked that off what was the genesis i mean you know it's like it goes from zero to 55 million users <laughs> which is like a, it's like a sixth of the u.s population which is so it's crazy uh but like what like can you talk to me just a bit about what was the what was the genesis how to get started and what was that tipping point that caused it to kind of boom well, I'll speak to a few things about that. I mean, what people, some people don't really realize is Roblox has been around for a long time. It's been around since like 2006. You're quizzing me a little bit, but I think it's, <laughs> it's about six, it's about 16 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dave Vizuki is co-founder and still the active CEO. Um, and, uh, you know, when it started, it was more of just like a physics-based kind of educational kind of platform. And then it was also they there was a, a different term for the metaverse back then. And I can't remember what it was. It's like a coexisting kind of platform, something like that. It was kind of synonymous to what we call the metaverse now. So Roblox yeah. has always kind of been a metaverse and it's different now in a sense of there's just like the scale and the depth of experiences you find now is just it's so, so different. And the evolution of the tech as well. I will say, um, and I think this is my personal opinion, it's also true that like through the pandemic as well, we saw a massive surge of people coming to the platform as we've been, as we've had to kind of like coop up indoors, particularly during shutdown periods, you know, people were still able to connect through Roblox. And we've seen, we saw a lot of growth through that and we're seeing sustained growth even after the fact. So that's, that's really great. And so I'm certain there are some other inflection points that I'm maybe if I look further back, but it was a big one um, as far as not only the growth of the platform, but the growth of the company as well. Um, and now as we're returning to office, everyone's meeting each other for the first time. Oh, There's so many more people than there were. Cool. And uh, yeah, so, so it's great. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing. Watch this. You're an overnight success, 20 years in the making, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it, honestly. Well, that's incredible. And then and how do people like, I think it was a question just as a developer, right? What about optimization? So if I'm building a game, right, I'm building it, mm. but, but it's going to go to iOS and Android, but I have this PC build, but I want this to be AAA and I want to be this. And, and then do they need to, if they're building things out, they need to figure out the control schemes for something that can work on. So do I need to optimize 
for iOS and Android and then scale upwards to what's possible with the PC. I understand like how to do that in Unity, but keep talking to me about like if, if people are trying to map out what that looks like, how do they how do they cross controls, all that jazz? Yeah, decisions, decisions, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a needle more so than it is like you can do all the things perfectly. Um, there's probably a way you could do things pretty well across mm -hmm. all, but optimizing for mobile and then pushing graphical quality and things on PC are not usually things that go hand in hand, obviously. So mm. it really depends on your approach. If you really wanted to push the platform and like max out the things you can do and you're kind of aiming more PC, well, you know, obviously you're probably going to be alienating mobile a lot more. Yeah. So it really depends on the strategy and the projects that we've even greenlit through GameFund find themselves on kind of either part of the spectrum. Some are just simpler graphically, but deeper mechanically, and then that's easier to optimize for mobile. And then making sure the controls work for tablet, console, PC, that's that's a big nuance, right? To do it kind of like all at once. So it's a trade-off, and we're kind of diversifying our investment risks, mm -hmm. risks by you know having a mixture. Because we the, there's obviously a big contingent on mobile, and obviously we don't want to fully like alienate that. Um, but we also kind of want to push things too. So we're as we go, particularly, we're making sure that we can hit as many devices as possible and make our experiences as as available as possible, no matter the project. Um, mm -hmm. Because that, and this will relate back to VR, that's the goal for Roblox is that you can access it from any device so yeah. that will soon include more specifically vr headsets um, and things like that Woo. so yeah that's a long <laughs> answer but you get it <laughs> yeah no 100 I, I i well yeah to, to extent i mean those are things to consider as people you know when people go to build things out they're like oh well we'll just build this for the pc and then you gotta think well what about android what about iphone what about this what about that and so you got to cross platform it and then you got to make sure you know it all works and you know you talk about you know you know, um, physics-based rendering and all that jazz. And so you got to, you know, optimize across devices. And so it was just something, you know, I think it's in my mind and also coming from perspective of like, you know, if people have experiences that are say like on unity, then there's, there's some sort of like, do you, are you guys looking for um, like, if someone's built something on another platform, are you saying, okay, we only, we only want exclusive deals. We only want things that are, that are just unique to Roblox or what does that, what does that look like? We don't, uh, we're not concerned about owning IP mm. or having exclusives mm -hmm. because quite technically there are so much there are enough nuances to navigate on Roblox that even if you tried porting one to one your experience to Roblox it's going to be a little bit different so it's not like uh, PS5 to Xbox you know it's it's not going to be the same so we don't necessarily say port or anything like that as much as we'd say Ro Robloxify I don't necessarily like that word, but it makes sense. So um, it, gets, it gets the gist yeah. across. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Robloxify. Okay. I know yeah. another title. I now know the title of this podcast. Um, oh. <laughs> it's your call, man. Not mine. <laughs> no, man, it's good. I just, uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's very fascinating to me to kind of see it and find it's like there's like this whole world of like, you're like, you're like, oh, what's Roblox? And you look up, you're like, 55 million people. You're like, that's crazy, yeah. right? And you're really seeing, you know, the, the power of it. Where do you think, like, like, is there a, um, like a holy grail, what I would call the holy grail, let's put it this way. It's a big, 
big flag in the sand on top of a mountain. Is there something that you guys, you or Roblox are trying to achieve by doing this? Is there a, a in-game kind of thing like this is this is the mission and vicious and this is what we're trying to achieve with Roblox? Well, you know, one of the things that I think matters to my team and yeah. the company as a whole is that we're aging up. And that means a lot of things. I think it's also, it's one, it's we're growing up as a platform. So features are changing. The way we do things are changing. And that's always going to be the case as the platform evolves. So that's one part. Two is the, ad, the audience is growing and also aging up, right? So we're 50% below 13 as well as 50% above 13. And so this is where people are starting to realize that like, oh, there's plenty of experiences for the 18 to 34 crowd. And there are going to be many more experiences for that crowd as well. The traditionally PC crowd, the high fidelity graphics kind of crowd, things like that. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, the scale, I would say broadly speaking, scale is probably the big flag on the hill or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it as per, you know, what the platform is aiming for, you know, um, tens of thousands of people in a single server, um, reaching billions, literally billions of, of users, like these are real goals for the platform mm. and aging up and otherwise, this is what we're aiming for. Got it. What is the, so if that's the, there's a couple ones right there. So one is talking about aging up because you're maturing much like, you know, uh, for us, it was video games. Video games has aged up with us as we've gotten older. And, and so mm. we, I, I totally, I totally get where we're going with that, but you're talking about two things, aging up and scaling. Right. Those are two, two goals you got with that. What are your, what I call dragons? What are the things, what do you think are the biggest challenge that you have to face to overcome each of those Holy grail items? Well, I'm certain for the scaling aspect, there are yeah. technical answers that I simply don't have. It's probably yeah. infrastructure related or, you know, code related, something like that. But I, we can kind of surmise what, what stands in our way there. I think as far as aging up, it's really maintaining the strong aspect of civility on the platform and safety. Those are things that we care a lot about. And, you know, this year at some point we're going to be having more like age restriction based kind of features to help us gate uh, certain experiences from certain people. And this is really important. It's not necessarily that, um, you know, uh, we put our experiences kind of like through the ESRB. It's, it's different. Like it's all, it's just not the same. So, but we are working on those features. And as we're greenlighting projects that are more fit for maybe the 18 to 34 crowd or, or you know, older audience, um, these things we're working on hand in hand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, you know, I think people that, you know, wish that they had some sort of metaverse, they don't consider, you know, what's the issues, um, you know, a uh, 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 trying to manage uh people um and toxicity specifically yeah um, you know and what have you seen uh because people are people man and they want to be free and th that takes a whole lot of forms um of what that looks like what have you tried to put in place to try to manage um or limit the amount of toxicity that that happens inside of the roblox experience yeah, I mean, similar to other platforms and just general experiences, right? We have a very robust moderation structure in place. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to text, for example, there are very little uh, 
bad things you can say without it just turning and being kind of like moderated out. And it's the, the platform is very, very protective of those things. So there are a lot of tools in place to flag behavior and automatic things to happen to root out language that doesn't belong in this space, for example. Mm. So, and it's great. And that's only evolving too, which is really, really great. Yeah. And that, is that something that, cause I know like, so like, you know, I've built uh, multiple VR experiences. And so part of the, the, the unity developer primarily, you know, we had things that were like profanity tools that we could get from the asset store and say, okay, this is a profanity tool. So if they type in beep, you know, yeah, yeah. It, just, it just, <laughs> just, just, just knocks it out. Um, and you can cuss on the show, by the way. It's okay. It's just, but just, but as a, as oh, a point of fact, <laughs> not a lot of moderation here. But if you if you look at it from this perspective of, is there those tools we talking about in terms of moderation tools? Does that come out of the box? Is there a is there or is there some sort of? Uh, I know you have a you have a store for mm -hmm. for developers, but like, do they do they access that from the store or is that out of the box? What does that look like? That's out of the box whether you like it or not really. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, the, the things you get out of the box are yeah. like the, the, the servers and social um, aspect of the platform. So yeah. you don't have to switch anything on. You don't have to do any coding for any, really any of that stuff. By default, that stuff is available and built in. So that's another part which just makes it super, super easy to yeah. produce on the platform. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's, and it's great to know because those are concerns. Like as you have people go through and go through the experiences and stuff, you're just like, oh, wow, how do I, how do I handle that? Um, you know, uh, along this path though, you're, you're, you're talking about like, um, as, as, you know, being a part of it, I know you talked about submitting decks and information and coming with napkins and stuff like that. And my yeah. general, my, you know, I, I've got, a, I've got a napkin invest, right. Which is yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean. it, it, it has happened. It has happened. Um, but in terms of I, that is what you're saying. But I also do believe like if someone comes to me and they go, Hey, I want to get into VR. What do I need to do? And I'm like, well, step one, buy a VR headset. How about that? Yeah. How about get in, try some things. What do you recommend besides the, like, you know, the coming approaching you with a napkin or a, a fully post day to get people acclimated, to understand Robux, to understand the community, to understand the space and everything else in that. And to really kind of step in and not like, you know, try to be a vegan selling me a burger. Um, yeah. What is that? What is that? <laughs> Past experiences in my life. It's another story for another time, but yes, please. Um, uh, what, what would they do? Play Roblox full stop. Play it every day. If you're serious about coming to the platform, gain your own understanding of what people are doing. Play the most played experiences. Figure out the lesser played ones. Like, get in, get in. It's not the same as console. It's not the same as, as PC or mobile. It's, it's very much its own thing, socially and graphically and mechanically, everything. We have, fortunately for me, because I have so many of these conversations, is we have some really great reading material that I usually reserve for when I establish, you know, conversations with seriously interested parties, but it will give you the 101, the 201, and effectively the 301 of what Roblox is and what you need to understand to, to fully get it. I mean, I was not the most familiar with Roblox when, before I came to the company. And even now it's just like, there's, yeah, it's very much its own thing. So I'd say play it. Really, really dive in. Make yourself an avatar. Buy stuff for that avatar. 
bring that avatar into different experiences. Have fun. Like it's, it's great. Um, and gain familiarity. Beautiful. Yeah. See that, that to me is some of these critical items. I just want to kind of talk because some people when they hear funds and things like they get so excited, Oh, this, but without the actual due diligence of, you know, fall in love with the thing that they're trying to build on top of. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, even if there's, uh, there are developers who, you know, don't have an understanding of the platform. That's, yeah. that's also why my job exists yeah. is to demystify is to educate. And so I'm, I'm happy just to have those conversations in general too, to, to kind of explore the, the ponderings even of coming to the platform. I'm definitely here for that. Um, and whether a deck is a napkin or a fully graphically locked or whatever, um, I'll be here to entertain that too. Maybe one of the links that I give you is, a, is to our uh, submission portal. But sure. effectively, if someone has a direct line with me, that's fine. That's cool. Beautiful. <laughs> and just talk about scope, size, exposure, things like that. I, I'm familiar with <clears throat> some of the stuff that you, you have. Um, can you talk to me a bit about a thing called Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, super hot right now. I mean, it's one of those experiences that was born out of the relationships that we have, not only through the brand partnerships, but through our own um, developer community. And, you know, the mechanics of that experience are pretty familiar. I don't think it's necessarily like the, the deepest experience, but it's super fun. You just get to play as Sonic, rip around collecting gems, and you know, it's, um, it's been a huge hit. And then the live operations, the kind of like the continued life that goes into that experience, keep people coming back. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's been really, really great for the platform. And, and conversely, uh, it's been great for the movies and the IP itself, right? I mean, that exists, that experience came to be because it really is like kind of also a promotional tool in a sense for, at the time, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, right? But mm -hmm. it lives on on its own because Sonic is huge. And uh, I'm pretty close to your age. Uh, we played some of the original ones, guaranteed. So yeah, even I was in there sure. ripping around, <laughs> right? So it's a great time. I can hear the music in the back of my mind oh. as you're talking about it. Like I'm literally, I'm hearing the sounds, right? Uh, yeah. And it's, 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 it's really ingrained in our psyche as kids. Um, and so, sure. yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. And, and um, two pieces that one time, about you're talking about live ops, live operations, which is basically things that are uh, events going on inside of the game. You're talking about some of the live ops that happen uh, inside Sonic or inside any of the other games so that people understand, you know, how the game can continue to live on versus just, you know, I'm going to release the game and then I'm going to go, you know, run off into the darkness. Yeah. I mean, the tail end, the post launch. Mm -hmm efforts that are put towards experiences on the platform are super important because it maintains and sustains the, you know, the engagement and the life of, of, of your experience more so than what you would typically see on console where like the core experience is absolutely vital. And then the live operational stuff is like maybe, maybe lesser important. It's certainly, mm -hmm. you know, subordinate to the primary experience, but like, things change and things can so rapidly iterate on Roblox. If the community is gravitating towards one feature or one thing, like the whole thing can kind of evolve in that sense. So it's super agile that way. It's, it's super important to consider what the post-launch life cycle looks like for Roblox experiences more so than other platforms. So yeah, mm, that's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big thing. And I know that like for most 
community building aspects. I know in, in the worlds of like game development and virtuality and everything else, a lot of it's done on Discord, right? Where they yeah. get in, you know, they meet there. Is, is Roblox the same thing where Discord's kind of the, the home ground or is there another place? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of people on Discord and, you know, in the last, what was it, year and a half or so, I'm quizzing me a little bit again, but I think we, um, not really. <laughs> it's but, a podcast. Um, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> this is a quiz cat. Yeah, um, it's no, it's, it's um, we had purchased Gilded. So we use Gilded for a lot of, uh, you know, uh, like communication with some of our developers and just different things. Mm. I'm not exactly sure how many of our developers use uh, Gilded versus Discord, but like Discord is kind of like the most classic and currently the most common usage of, of managing communities, right? There yeah. are groups as well on Roblox um, to, to interact with like, you know, fan bases and things like that to articulate updates and things too. Um, so it's kind of varied, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's and it's it's crazy because you know the, the I mean that, that makes sense like ecosystems even the games and we're like that or Discord it, it, it's a, it makes sense and you see these evolutions of people um of 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 outside people and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to you know with the podcast make people aware and expose people that maybe they're more familiar with VR or other technologies or game developer or whatnot what how does the ecosystem of Roblox work what does it look like and how how what are other opportunities that people can get in so if you look at these big movie titles. Right, they make a, a mm. famous game. They bring in the movie title. They bring it in. They're not the only ones. One of the other ones, which I think is crazy, uh, it's cra crazy in a good way, and crazy in a good way, is Gucci. And what oh, they Gucci, did, yeah. Can you, uh, you can know, you what, talk we, me a little bit about Gucci inside Roblox. It's so funny. I remember the first time I saw. Um, it wasn't Gucci Town. Gucci Town came out recently, um, but there was an experience before that. Gucci Gardens. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And um, the first time I saw that, I was like, wow, Gucci on Roblox. Uh, that's so interesting. And, you know, a lot of the time I think you have, you know, these brands that want to access kind of like a younger audience. And it's such a smart play uh, to do that and, you know, build that evangelism early. Or even if it's not Gucci, it's, you know, there's a McLaren experience. There's an ALO yoga experience. There's a Spotify experience. There's a whole, whole huge um, swath of, of brands that are kind of coming to the platform and kind of mixing in with, with everything else. So yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting one. Didn't they sell the bag? It's like more expensive of the actual, bag. then they sell it more expensive. And I might be misremembering this, but the Gucci bag itself was more expensive in Roblox than the actual bag in real life. And they sold yeah, it like that. I think I remember what you're talking about, but definitely it's, it's, an opportunity to for any of these brands, right, to sell digital goods. It's not yeah. like they're NFTs or anything like that. Like any user can can have like a Gucci yeah. bag or item for their avatar yeah. um, on Roblox. And there is a lot of time outside of all the experiences. People spend a lot of time customizing their avatar because there's so much you can do. And it's not just blocky, you know, what we call R6 because there's six um, points of articulation, right? And so that, the fun fact for you, there you go. It's like the blocky avatars of blocky avatars are called R6 models. Cause it's like, mm. it's like um, head, two legs, two arms and torso, I believe. And then now there's the R15, which is like a higher, you know, jointed mm. avatar and the avatars that are coming out very soon. Those will be even more so. So you can see like that's changing. And so for, you know, back to Gucci and like UGC and 
metaverse items and avatar stuff. It's, it's super vital for the platform. Yeah. And what makes Roblox work are mm. the developers and users and brands and whatever that are creating for it. We don't do typically the vast majority. We do not do first party stuff. Yeah. The users create Roblox effectively. All the worlds that exist on Roblox, all the UGC stuff exists because users are on the platform creating stuff. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. With um, with that being said, like looking at, because you're talking about users, not the first party. You guys aren't making, you're building the tools that that people are now building the town with everything. And mm. with that, the is there anything that you've seen that, like an uh, like, not necessarily the, the 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 lightning striking game, but is there other experiences that are like unintuitive experiences that aren't game like that are something else? Like, is there education in there? Oh. Or there is there other things going on in there that that is not necessarily just a game, right? Is there something other other pieces that happen in there? Yeah, there are some games that you're not just kind of like running around as your avatar, like there's even a Tetris experience that I play once in a while, right? That's just kind of your classic Tetris. It's not like my avatar is interacting with anybody else. So you can do stuff like that. That isn't like your typical 3D avatar running around kind of mechanic based experience, right? So there's a lot you can do to vary it. There's word puzzle games on the mm -hmm. platform, for example, and, um, and things like that too. So yeah. <laughs> What do you say? Like, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people I feel that aren't in the space, they have a tendency to look from the outside in. And I actually did this. I gave a presentation to a whole group of people on, you know, what is the metaverse? What's actually valuable? What's not valuable? Right. And like, I think, I think Roblox is something on the order of the magnitude of like, you know, and I said, like, would you invest in this? And I showed a picture of Roblox, right? And huh. no one's no one's hands went up, except yeah. except for one 12 year old whose hand oh just went right up. And then everybody kind of like kind of peeked at him and they're like, What is this? And I was like, Yeah, these guys do, and I think it's like two billion a year or something like that. I think some number, I don't remember what your revenue um uh was last I, last I looked at it. Um but I think you guys were I have that somewhere, but like yeah, 47 billion valuation two two billion dollars a year or something. Some astronomical number, but a lot, lot of people, a lot of people look from the outside in and they look, well, these things are blocky. They're not that we need photorealistic. We need this. We need this. Like, can you speak to me? What, what is true? What is myth? What makes sense? What doesn't to that, to that fact? I love that you asked this question because it reminds me of something somebody taught me a long time ago as far as game design principles go. Yeah. And it's like, if it's not fun with spheres and cubes, then it's probably not going to be fun with high fidelity graphics. Right. I mean, you see it in the AAA off like, you know, PC games and mobile games or whatever, but like just because there's high fidelity graphics doesn't mean it's fun. You want to know one of the best, one of the top experiences on Roblox, it's called Tower of Hell, I'm pretty sure. And it's basically an, a circularly ascending, yeah, Tower of Hell, 30,000 concurrence as we speak right now. There's, you're just an obstacle course going up. And really, graphically, I would say quite crude, but 30,000 users can't be wrong, concurrently anyway. So, you know, that's, that's where 
by virtue of Roblox existing too, the minds of those 12 year olds are going. It's just like, what, what's really fun? Well, look right there. Look from the inside out. And then you'll start to think about the investability of Roblox a lot differently, um, given the popularity of a lot of what you see on our platform. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things I, I feel you in that way. I, I, when you said that fun cubes and squares, I was like, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Cause you know, cause you feel it. Right. And that's why you get in and playing it and getting up and going with it is, is, is so important. It's so important. Um, is there, is there a place that you want to be like for yourself personally in Roblox? Is this the, is this for you where you, you like, like uh, uh, being the acquisitions content manager? Or is there another place that you, you have an eye on? Is there anything that you, you want to hope to be able to achieve for yourself beyond where you're currently at? You know, I've, um, I've been at the company for what feels like forever, but it's only been like nine or 10 months. And wow, I think titles can change and, yeah compensations and whatever that that's all well and good it what matters most to me is that like i'm doing what i do best and i'm having fun while i'm doing it and that is absolutely most true and truest now than ever before in my career and i've had some fun in my career up till now don't get me wrong but the connections i'm making and the things that we're doing and even just me telling the kid version of myself that i'd be entertaining video game ideas all day for a super massive platform for you know hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever whatever it is um it would blow his little mind so i think if i'm to evolve in this role it's just scaling up what i'm doing being able to reach more people more easily and thus being able to bring more people to the platform that's that's, that's so epic man dude can you imagine imagine telling you i just thought about telling your childhood self see look here's the deal we're gonna grow yeah we're gonna video games <laughs> And then we're gonna play, and then and then people are gonna want to build games. Yeah. They're gonna tell me, and then I'm gonna tell them, yeah, let's, here's here's money. Go make an awesome game more in, inside my my ecosystem. That is so, man. There's, there's, there's there is one thing I've noticed. Uh, I have uh, I have nieces and nephews, um, and uh, and the young ones are really obsessed with Roblox, and they they see potential. They see hope. They're like. Oh, man, I can make this on Roblox. I can, I can not only I build this rally, but I can also, I can make Robux, right? I can, I have the yeah. ability to do that, right? And they're, they're very inspired. And there's a lot of energy behind that type of ecosystem. Do you have any, like, um, I won't call it success stories, but any stories of, of young people doing well in Roblox by being able to get in and be able to do that? Something that, like, if my, if my, uh, my, my young niece, uh, mm. Kavi, is listening to this, you know, at, you know, at very young and wants to be inspired. Is there anything you'd say about that? Open Roblox studio right now and figure it out. Honestly, I think the, the there's a real beauty to Roblox uh, because there's a lot of success stories in regards to, Oh, you know, I grew up on the platform and now I have mm -hmm. a full fledged studio that's sustainable. Like those stories exist full flower wonder works. The list goes on of people who have and are making a living doing this. When you and I were kids, there were, wasn't necessarily the same level, there wasn't the same yeah, level sure. of tools available for us to make um, stuff as distributable mm -hmm. as, as it is now. And to get like tens of thousands of players to your experience and to build something and to make it profitable and these things, it's, it's totally possible now. For someone that's young to at least figure it out, um, teach yourself design and fail hard and often and, and get better at it. 
because you are young and you have time and this is super cool. And yeah. So for those who kind of want to get their, you know, feet wet with um, building worlds and building games like that, Roblox is an easy start. And it comes at my highest recommendation. Sure. It's fun for me because I was, I was popping on YouTube watching some of the videos of how to get started and stuff. And just I hear like a 10-year-old kid. He's like, hey, here's what you need to do. You just move this over and you move this over. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like man. I was like, oh, Mark and Monday. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell was I doing when I was 10 years old? I cannot recall specifically really riding my bike around. But it wasn't coding. It yeah. wasn't doing stuff. And, you know. There's there have been tools, you know. Um, Unity's been around for a long time. Game Maker's been around. There's lots of lots of programs and stuff you can use to learn the different principles of of making games and experiences and all these things. But um, yeah, Roblox gives you a lot yeah. up front just to cover a lot of the basics for you to have an easier way of putting all of these things together. Whether you start 3D modeling in a different program or coding in a different other program. It all kind of comes together in Roblox. I love it, and I've I've seen it, and it's 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 an incredibly exciting thing. It's also I think something that's it's like a it's like a it's like a dark horse, or I don't know I don't know the terminology of it, but it's like it's one of the things that like you don't know if you're not if you're not in the if you're not that twelve year old who's raising his hand in the audience, <sighs> you don't know what's really happening behind there. And I see I hear a lot of people speaking at a turn of like of like hey it's got to be this it has to be high fidelity it's got to be all these things right when really it's 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 this thing that are fun it's the things that are social um it's these it's these magic moments um do you have any magic moments inside of roblox that when you think about it it like makes you smile or any things that you can think of in there that you really you can really uh illustrate the point of the magic of roblox i mean just speaking from where i sit yeah. You know, like I'm on the developer relations team and we have a lot of really great relationships that we maintain that I'm learning about being newer to the platform of like who we work with, who's doing the most fascinating work on the platform. And you see it in the accelerator programs and and all this and all these things. But through the game fund, I think the what moves me the most is when I say that, hey, your, your project has been greenlit and we're going to move forward and, you know, we're going to start this huge, long, fruitful relationship and it's going to be great. And we're going to we're going to help you every step of the way. And that's just like, ah, it's so great. And, you know, we're not it's some of these projects aren't haven't even aren't not even seen the light of day yet. It's only going to get better. And um, I love it a lot. That's beautiful. And it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing place to be. It's an amazing time that we live in. And, and, and this to me is like a, a, a true, uh, people hate using the word metaverse of an experience. It truly is a place where millions of people are, are having these shared memories that are, that are connecting, they're learning, they're growing. And it's also creating a lot of opportunities for these young kids and actually new companies coming into the, into the space, which is, I think is, it's a, it's critical being able to provide opportunities for people, you know, like, you know, back in the, like the reason why ports are so faint, like, like the reason why San Francisco is so successful, it was a port and it had gold <sighs> and people could come to that port. And, and when you, and what I think is amazing, you're, you're providing all of these opportunities in the space. If there's, what are, and we're going to start to come towards the end here, just so people know, what are some of the different roles or things that people can do at uh, uh, in Roblox, right? What are some of the different things that they could they could do if they want to kind of level up their skills and, and get good? You talked about opening up the studio. What are some of the things? One's one's design, one's code. What, what other things are out there? 
Yeah, I'd say even just being a good producer would be fine, you know, like having an understanding of kind of the all the general goings on of what it, what it takes to make an experience. That's kind of the route I took, you know, I got a game design kind of based education and then I got into marketing and then it was kind of content management and my path eventually led me to, you know, where I am now. And I think it's really just there, there's a lot of ways I would say if you have the time and you know, the resources or whatever to pursue something, I would definitely learn how to code. Like if I were to get, be given the opportunity to go back and say like, oh, you know what, like I should probably spend more time or like figure this out. I'd probably learn how to code. And what excites me is all the resources that exist now, Roblox and otherwise, to, to kind of learn that aspect because it's so core to so many things in this modern day world as just a skill. And as far as it relates to Roblox, I mean, if you're an art person, make art, like make layered clothing, make 3D models, jump in and do that. If you're a coder, you can still find your way there. If you have great ideas and you want to kind of bring it together, maybe you're a designer, like start digging in and, and doing your own research and figuring it out and guaranteed there's a path forward for you on Roblox. Love that. And what that makes me think about when you said that, and this is where we're coming towards the end here is you talked about marketing, right? Because there's all this, how do people market? How do people market Roblox when there's millions of things to choose from? What is it? How, how do people get people to try Roblox games experiences? Yeah, so there are a few different ways, but given that Roblox is its own kind of platform, we have our own kind of like advertising system within the platform. So you have kind of like ads for games um, that you would spend Roblox on to kind of guide users towards your experience. And I think not looking at any charts or anything, but guaranteed there's like a, an inflection point for when your game picks up steam, people like it. And then, you know, it kind of gets easier uh, from there. But um, that's kind of one of the beauties as well, is that there are so many people on the platform getting a lot of eyes and a lot of, you know, a lot of users to your experience early on is totally achievable and totally possible. And for, I don't think that for that very much expense either. So um, that's one of the beautiful things too. And then you just have community management stuff, whether you're using Discord or Gilded or the groups on Roblox too, like, you know, a good game, whether it's ephemeral or not, will will pick up steam and it will get users. And then as long as you're maintaining a good life cycle and you're evolving your content as things go, then yeah, things will work out. That's beautiful. Uh, this, this has been fantastic, super enlightening and uh, really exciting about what's coming up, what's what's around the corner, what's already here that most people don't know about. And then what are, you know, what's uh, what's coming around the corner for this, this, uh, this new, uh, world and universe uh that we we live in it's a very exciting time um is there is there anything you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you and, and more about what you do yeah whether you're funded or not through the game fund you can still talk to me about learning what it takes to come to the platform whether you have a small project a medium project or a large project my team is called the community expansion team and so our role our roles exist to broaden the developer pool so if you're a AAA developer or a AA developer or a I developer off-platform, I will show you the way to come to Roblox and, you know, establish a pipeline that is fit for the metaverse. So that's awesome. Duncan, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you chatting. I really appreciate you making it work. I know we had some technical difficulties going through <laughs> this, this service, and it was a little, <laughs> a little challenging, but you, you handle like a champ, and I appreciate you being on the show, brother. Hey, we made it work. And thank you so much for having me. You've been a gracious host and uh, looking forward to when we talk again, man. 
Absolutely, brother. Have a blessed and beautiful day. I'll catch you later. Yeah. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.